Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Wednesday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. There he is, somewhat. That's better than last time. At Cuse Militia. On the socials, go there, join the militia live on Twitter, X spaces, sometimes, maybe. Uh, you just got to have a uh, happy medium there, Joe. Oh, no, that was too loud? It was poppy, yeah. The, 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 the initial crack was great, but the rest of it was you hitting the microphone with your hand. That's how close you were. But look, you know, it's, it's better, and you're improving, and that's all we care about, okay? Upward trajectory, just like Syracuse. Thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Coming off of an 86 to 79 win over UNC, um, with some tremendous defense from Quadir Copeland at the end of this game. I don't know if enough can be said about that because uh, I think it was three possessions. Two of them went to the monitor, and this game got for UNC got dirt. I felt like UNC just started playing dirty. They realized they're going to lose this game, and they were doing everything they could to avoid. Syracuse from scoring who you know in the in the first go around hit 36 and a half percent and then this go around here at home hit 62 and a half percent just tremendous they got up way more shots than they did the first time um and you know UNC got up less shots than they did the first time way less so 61 to 77 on that end and then for Syracuse um 48 to well well is that right? 48 to 63? So they got it more. They just missed them, I guess. Is that right? Yeah, that is right. So anyway, Syracuse was hitting shots. Syracuse was playing defense. Syracuse was um, exciting. That was the most exciting game I've watched, and I may be biased, but that was the most exciting game I've watched this year. That kind of upset just is you know, what you what you look for when you watch sports, period. I don't care what sport it is. Most of the time, I'm an underdog guy. Um, and for Syracuse to just get absolutely handled in Chapel Hill, at Chapel Hill, and take care of business, led by 10 multiple times, 
you know, UNC, I think, got up to four or five at one point, but um, Syracuse didn't let the let the train fall off the tracks. They kept the wheels on the wagon. They kept pushing, doing what they were doing. J.J. Starling, the mid-range game last night, the point guards and just the J.J. Starling's mid-range game is... If Judas you, too. You, uh, it, Judas was good, and we're not used to that. And I think to both of them clicking like that, and we'll get into what Coach said, but bo- both of them clicking like that was just, um, man, I, I, you don't even see that. You don't see teams hitting g- shots like that. You are either right at the rim or you're shooting threes. That's what we're used to in college basketball right now. These guys were killing it. And for them to hit at a clip of 62.5% last night was amazing. Um, yep. and, and again, uh, the defense was awesome. Uh, zone. Okay, who would have thought we would have done that and played that well in the zone? And um, it threw UNC way off their game, I feel like. They were frustrated much of the second half, uh, went into the locker room tied at the first. I feel like I feel like the officiating was infuriating yesterday. I don't know if it's the worst I've seen this year, but it was infuriating last really? night. I did not like it at all. Yes, really. I, I thought there were so many missed fouls. First of all, the the I don't want to get into too much of it because we won, and I I, don't, I, I I just don't care. But right. um, I do care, but I don't want to talk about it. Um, what's his name there? Uh, Ryan, uh, Cormac Ryan, right? That that tomahawk on the arms of Malik Brown. That's that's flagrant. That's not a play on the ball. Like if you yeah. go to the monitor there, that's flagrant. What Baycott did was flagrant. They just played dirty towards the end of that game, and I just well, the one, I don't the one appreciate that you ran it. Into Chris Bell, when uh, Judah Mitch tried to throw the oop up there, I don't think Chris Bell was going to oh, finish yeah, it. In but the he air. ran into him, and he ended up falling. I mean, it, that's a safety. That's dangerous. Know? Yeah, I mean, so there near, was... I think near the end, I think that they. They, there was definitely some some stuff like that, but ultimately, at the end of the game, there was twenty fouls called against North Carolina, only eleven against us. Um, uh, and I, I mean, I know, but there could have been more called against them. I understand the discrepancy, and hey, look, you know, fourteen of those free throws came in the last like two minutes of that game, though. So uh, seven of those yeah, fouls yeah. came in like the last two minutes. I mean, UNC really, you know, was trying their best to um, scratch back, scratch, claw their way back into this thing. Um, I just thought that they showed their asses, in my opinion, and who they really are. And they couldn't take the L with, with any kind of dignity. They kind of just acted like entitled little brats at the end of that game. That's how I feel about it. Because they they feel like they should have won that game. And they probably should have. But you know what? No. They go in and... In, in, they well, go, the ACC runs through Baycott. Yeah, that's so. what I heard. I think uh, who said that? Um, Armando Baker. Oh yes, Armando Baker. That's right. So <laughs> that's weird. That's uh, not a pompous it, thing to say. Not at all. In in how dare we go into Syracuse and anyone think we're going to even come close to losing this game after we beat them by thirty six? God forbid. Never going to happen. Well, guess what? It, <laughs> I didn't it, think it was going to. I didn't think it was going to happen either. But guess what? <laughs> we have all of us. Most of us have egg on our face after. That game last night, because if I um, had to bet, if I had to bet a thousand dollars, it wasn't going to be on Syracuse. Well, dude, did you see the spread? Um, thirty-five and a half. I don't know. No, was it? it was seven and a half. <laughs> okay. Oh well, I, I mean, that's why I, was I don't bet. It was that close, but yeah. again, 
you know, um, the announcer last night there was it, uh, Jimmy Dykes, I think, I believe. I don't um, know. I mean, he was he was spot on in a couple of things, and I have read um, something about the the teams this year in the top ten going on the road, and I guess. Oh yes, I did hear him talk about that. Yeah, so I mean, he he was speaking of of the fact that like. Um, normally and on average, you know, the, the top 10 teams go on, that go on the road, um, normally still win at a 75% clip. Um, that's on average, you know, through, you know, like historically. Um, but this year so far, um, top 10 teams going to, and this is top 10 teams going on the road against unranked teams. So they normally win 75% of the time this year, they're winning at 45% of the time. So 55% of the time, the unranked home team is beating the top 10 team. It's already happened to Kansas three times this year. So um, that's kind of a phenomenon. And I don't know if this is a, just, um, you know, the um, effect of NIL and how we always talked about the NIL was going to force other players to go certain places, which would take up scholarships that normally would go to these big, big power five schools. So now you have just a trickle down effect of players that normally would in the past get recruited to power five schools are now getting recruited to smaller conference schools, which is obviously bringing more talent to these smaller schools. Uh, so I don't know if it's just a side effect of that, but also he's when he spoke, he was like, you know, you go, you go, and you lose like that to anybody by 36, you get spanked like that. Like not even, you know, if you are any type of competitor, like he said, like you're going out there and you are going to bust your ass to make sure that you don't, look like how the last game ended right if you um, have any sense of pride in, in yes 100 to what you're for doing little- and you got to buy in and you got to believe in what coach is selling and it's weird it's a little weird i mean look you look at the clemson game it was a loss but the, was it a, they didn't play bad it wasn't an they didn't play awful they hung right there there was just um, spurts of bad play there was spurts of bad play there was a there was no droughts in this game as far as um Scoring goes, there was like a nine, 10 minute drought against Clemson. So, like I said, they they scored and they continued to score. And what was it, 42 42 at the half? If you, I mean, I'm yeah. still thinking to myself, I mean, it was a nail biter all the way through for me because anytime UNC mm-hmm. can make a run and you know it. And I was just like, at some point, RJ, RJ Davis is just going to go off. And he didn't. I mean, he just, I mean, he still had 19. He did, but, but he had three at the half. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, you, he puts two good halves together. They might have this game, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, a little disappointed in the, in the. I guess, I, I, I mean, down the stretch, a couple missed free throws made me extremely nervous. I'll just put it that way. Yep. Oh, yeah. 100%. But Quadir Copeland, like you said, I mean, it's, that's, those are the type of plays. You know, Quadir Copeland, he had three steals. But and, the two biggest plays that he had weren't well, they weren't steals. They were essentially just you know making a play and making sure that the ball went off of them and not him. Yeah, right? the one we the, got possession like that's not going to show up in a scoreboard. No, the one that went off the shin of Baycott was pushed into his leg. Now the other one he got lucky where it hit the pinky. I feel like, but you know the one he stole from McCormick Ryan. Our McCormick, McCormick Ryan was McCormick, that was easy. Yeah, that was too easy. Yeah, Cormac Ryan had a couple bad turnovers in that second half yesterday. I he was Judah, frustrated. Yeah, Judah had a couple um, steals. And then obviously, like I said, Copeland near the end. The way Malik Brown came out in the beginning of the game and hit two threes and you know finished a layup. And I think he had a first eight out of our ten points. And, I mean, just um, Judah was efficient 
I mean, eight of eleven from the floor, nine of eleven from the free throw line, four assists, three steals, five rebounds. That was the other thing. Just the, oh, crashing, the crashing of the boards. Yeah, I mean, what was guards, it last man. game? It was uh, fifty-three to thirty. Fifty-three to thirty, and I think it was thirty-one twenty-three. Thirty-one twenty-three. Yeah. So, um, and you could tell they were. I mean, the boxing. I mean, boxing out. When was the last time you seen Syracuse team box out like that? I mean, Quieter Copeland yeah. was, he was Mr. Box Out. I mean, they were, they were doing, they were doing a great job. I, I just, it's like, where has this been? And I just, you know, it's the inconsistency, right? So they've set themselves up. They have a staple win. This is not, I'm, I'm happy and no uh, way, shape or form do I think that this is going to propel them into the NCAA tournament. I mean, they've still got to finish out quite a no, slate. Um, I mean, there's a. There's quite this slate left. I mean, it's not terrible, but you know, you got some road games, four road games, and you got a couple more at home. But you still got Virginia Tech and NC State again at home, and then Clemson at home. So, and Georgia Tech at home. If you want to throw that one in there, but um, you know, just I mean, just yeah. just to just to see the fight in Clemson, and then come out and just fight twice as hard and actually win this game. Maybe something clicks where they're like. Well, you know what? It's forty. It's forty minutes, and there's six of us basically. Okay, we we kind of see the rotation, right? Yeah. Uh, um, it's a, it's a six man show, and pretty much. And you're gonna have to did did um did did um. Hema got in there for a little while. Yeah, he did, but but I mean, I think it was one minute. Kyle Cuff did not. De Kyle no, Cuff did not, but Mintz and Starling played all forty. All That's what 40. I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Chris Bell thirty six. I mean, Mintz and Starling might have to play forty. They they might just have to play the forty. I mean, I don't know, but um, there's there's a six man rotation right now, and you've got what six games left? Seven? Yeah, six games left. So you, you know, it's forty. It's forty minute games. And you're just going to have to go out there and push yourself. If they can do it against UNC, they can do it against any of these other teams on the slate. And if they can beat UNC and play like that against UNC, they have a chance to beat any of these other ones coming up. And um, I think, honestly, still to me, the toughest one's going to be at Clemson. Um, But, um, you know, especially on the road, like you just pointed out. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens. But I'm happy. By no way do I think this is and on you know for me i think it's unrealistic to think that tournament talk is off the table for me um but they do have a a chance i mean there's the the hole is opened up a little bit yeah i was looking at some of the net rankings and oh um, by the way we only jumped up six points in the net or six but i don't think that was i don't know if that was after before after because what i'm seeing now i'm seeing it says three games through games February thirteenth, yeah. So maybe yeah. they were they did, but that going up six. See, and that's the thing. That's the thing with the net. I'm not, we're not going to go down that rant rant again. But how do you catch up? You can't. How do you catch up in the net when you're only jumping six points when you're you know beating the best team in your conference, the top ten team? Like you can't um, because you only dropped you you dropped four or five when you lost against Clemson at home. Right. There's, you know, it's it's barely a wash. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, they're, they're three games away from, you know, uh, Benny Williams getting dismissed from the team and people talking about, you know, Adrian Autry losing his team, losing the locker room. I think that it's apparent that that's not true. Um, he has not lost the locker room. And um, 
you know, you got some good complimentary players around you. You got Chris Bell, who I think he's up over 40% over the three-point line. Like, that's really good, for especially for how many he chucks. You know what I mean? It's not like he's shooting 40% and he's only taking 53s, right? Like, um, and, 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 you know, Quadir Copeland and Malik Brown continue to do things um, that, you know, you're just not going to see in the box score. They're just really good complimentary <clears throat> players mm-hmm. and to be perfectly honest with you this yesterday with judah mintz and jj starling like that is kind of the backcourt and the basketball that i was expecting from them all season um you know coming into this season they were both in you know um preseason mock drafts for the nba draft coming in this year looking at they're both being looked at as possible you know nba talent players and you know i feel like they're finally clicking in it's just it was great to see them against a North Carolina team like that who's got a great backcourt in their own and them, you know, be able to to, to win that matchup. Um, you know, definitely I feel like something clicked. And if you don't take that confidence and you don't take that momentum off of that, because I mean, again, we lose that game, then you probably gotta win the ACC tournament or go to the championship game to even, you know, sniff the NCAA tournament. But now you're talking about your next four, five five games really, um, you know, you take away the game or last six games, you take away the game at NC State and the game at Clemson and you're playing four of the bottom five teams in the ACC. Um, so we have a legit chance of, you know, possibly going five and zero before our last game at Clemson. I mean, if that if that were to happen now, you're speaking now you're talking about twenty one and nine um, and, uh, you know, twelve and seven in, in the ACC. And now you're talking about a different story. So regardless of everything that's happened this season, you know, the ups, the downs, you know, what's going on with Benny, the injuries, uh, we just set the table. We, we put ourselves yesterday back into the conversation um, and we just we just opened up, you know, the door. The path to the tournament just got a lot bigger you know, last night. Yeah. Um, let's take uh, just a couple minutes and just hear coaches opening statement then uh we'll get into your thoughts thought today was the this game today was the uh <laughs> the best game obviously that we've played all year um i thought uh everybody that played in the game was outstanding I, in particular i thought you know judah and jj that you know when you when you co- come into the season with those two guys you know that's kind of the expectation and i thought today they they really stepped up big but I thought everybody was really good. You know, I thought Chris Bell, you know, uh, did a really good job. Malik, you know, everyone that stepped on the court, Quadir Copeland was huge defensively. I thought everybody played a hand in this victory, and, and I was just uh, so proud of this team because we've been battling all year. You know, we've had a – we've played in a lot of these games this year with this team, and, uh, you know, I thought today was the first time that we, uh, we stayed composed. You know, uh, we stuck to the game plan. You know, uh, we ran our stuff. Um, you know, I just thought uh, Judah and JJ did an unbelievable job of just, uh, you know, taking what the defense gave them, um, making shots, getting, making kickouts, making great reads, and then defensively, you know, it was the first time that we played the zone this much in a, in a while, and I thought they were really good. I mean, I thought they were really good, um, especially towards the end of the end of the game. We got the stops that we needed. Obviously, we know rebounding is a struggle, but we battled. You know, and that wasn't a big of, that big of a difference today, but we battled. But I'm just proud of these guys because uh, you know they they compete every day, um, and we've had some you know some some tough losses 
uh, <clears throat> this year. So to, to have this win, you know, I think we're going to celebrate it with these guys and, and get ready and try to finish up the next the rest of the season. So um, obviously a, a, a big win. The, 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 the guys on the court were all smiles minutes before that thing ended. You got to love seeing that. They they just to have that in their pocket and to actually accomplish this without an asterisk. We talk about we've been talking about Oregon all year to be able to go out there and really put together a full game. We talk about having everybody click. Um, you know, I mean, how many times have we mentioned it about having everybody click and um, playing like that? And to and, and that's what happens. You know, when you get that. Um, th- this is these are the possible results. It's like we we've said this numerous times that the talent is there. It's just that they've they've got to. There's some things to figure out. An identity, Joe. You, I mean, how many times yep. did you mention that, right? So, you know, it seems like this late in the year, this seems to be what it is. Uh, Judah did a tremendous job of getting in his game and getting to the line. Um, there was some nice picks. Um, that were posted up. Malik Brown um, and, and had a couple beauties and um, just gave lanes right to Judah. And I mean, all of everything. You know, you want to point to one thing, and you know, you look at the box score, the points in the paint were I think even yeah. um, um, this time. And I think they got killed last time. I don't remember exactly oh, what yeah. it was, but um, I think they got, got killed, killed in every step. Yeah, they got time. killed in every stat, and then in. You know, we talked about the rebounds, and yeah, it's eight differential, but, you know, it was, what, it's been close to 20 for the past three games, <laughs> right? So, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, this is the team you worry about the most, and they did a tremendous job there. Um, the points of the paint, I said, were 32 each, um, and, and that goes to, that just is everything, because when you talk about being among trees, they're they're on the UNC team, and to be able to have that mid-range jumper and what Judah and JJ did was tremendous. So anyways. Um, no, dude, I wish that I wouldn't, I mean, I didn't listen to Coach's comments, so I probably would have saved what I just said about I, JJ and Judah I, yeah, for this part. I, I, I wondered, I wondered if, um, if you No, had, I, actually, I didn't. Um, okay. But again... That's you saw a little bit. You know, we talked about you know the offense being stagnant, not having those lulls. You know, we knew they had the talent. We know that they have the passion, right? You see it. I mean, it's not they hate to lose. They're competitive. You see all these things. It's not like we got guys out there that don't have the talent and don't want to win. It's just learning how to do that together, right? Learning how to be mature, putting in the effort, the whole full game, right? Like. And then you see those that's that's how you reap the benefits. That's how you see you reap the rewards, you know, when you watch a team win and they're so happy. The fans, you know, rush the court. Remember when Quadier hit a buzzer beater against Miami, same deal. Like, I mean, but the hardest thing about it is being unselfish, being a team player and doing all the putting in all the work and effort to get that W. So, I mean, it's always been well worth it to me. But again, it's everybody's different and sometimes it takes you know, a lot of people to come together and a lot of change and a lot of sacrificing and okay, yeah, you were the man in high school and now this is your role in college and this, this and that. And I think that, that we're just starting to figure that out. You still see a little bit. I, there was a little bit of some body language out there. I didn't like from certain, I mean, Chris, look, this is the deal with Chris. I I think that that he's just so uberly like confident right now in his three point shot. And especially when he's wide open, I mean, it's getting to the point now where he's, he looked upset. Ever wide open. He looked upset after he hit one. 
He looked yeah, like he had a problem. Because, probably because he's like, yeah, I should already have hit three more, right? And <laughs> right, like when right. he's open, he like wants that shot. He's like, dude, I'm open. You got to give it to that me. That corner, right? that corner shot in front of the bench, dude. I'll tell you, yeah. But when he and there's a couple opportunities near the end where a teammate didn't see him or something, and you know there was a little bit of bad, you know, but but he would fix it, right? And you know, it's just. I don't know, man. It looked do you, great. Do you, um, do you know? I'm sorry. Just speaking of body language, you know who? I mean, this is easy, but just just watching last night, the JJ and Judah were one. They were. They talked a lot. They were. You know what I'm saying? They were in each other's ear. They were. Uh, you know, yeah. um, just floor generals last night. And and yeah. and um, it's how it's it, got to be. Yeah, the, take, the both of them. When was the last time over, we had two? Yes. When was the last time we had two? They can take games over. Oh, yeah. And now that you see the confidence with, I mean, like I said, JJ, no slow starts. He got in there, was doing that. And you could tell they're like pumping each other up. You know, they didn't come back. You know, he didn't, JJ didn't come here and Judah didn't come back to not make the tournament. And they probably saw this as, dude, this is our last like chance for a signature win. Like, we're not going out like this. And I hope that they continue that. And I hope they don't get cocky and I hope they don't get overconfident because all these teams, even though they're the bottom of the ACC, they're going to be playing just as hard. So they got to keep that up. At Salting Warrior 4, ticket prices plummeted last few days. Bet those season ticket holders who didn't go tonight or give gave away their tickets are feeling really dumb right about now. Classic Syracuse win to pull us back in. Um, yeah, got to love the meme, right? No, and I hope that they do because you know what? If anything, that should have re- re-energized the fan base. We only have, I believe, three home games left. Two. We only have two home games left. So um, let's show up for these last two. And Notre Dame is going to be noon on a Saturday, and then that Virginia Tech game on a Tuesday night—that's going to be a big game. Virginia Tech's tough. I don't, and, I don't know what the crowd was last night, but they were awesome again. I felt like they were awesome again. So yeah, because for, the last two games have felt like we played against good teams in the dome, and it felt like old school Syracuse basketball attendance it, last night: twenty-one thousand two hundred seventy-five. Uh, what was it? Twenty-one thousand two hundred seventy-five. So, so about the same for Clemson. Yeah, and that's tickets sold. So that does yeah. count season ticket holders. Um, at David Super, a loss here would hurt UNC's chances at a number one overall seed. If you are not aware of this, then you are not listening to the broadcast because they mentioned it a million times. So let me remind yeah. you, a loss here would hurt North Carolina's chances at a number one overall seed. Uh, <laughs> I, I love the the dripping with sarcasm comments and I can't get enough of those. And, David must know that. Um, let's just call him at the BS something. Uh, great win for a first-year coach. Helps uh, to set the momentum for the future. A solid foundation is there. Really excited to see how many of these young players develop. Um, you know, I um, I was wondering if Coach was going to get, uh, you know, something to hang his hat on this year. And uh, I'm, I'm besides Oregon. You know, because even I can be honest enough to say that it's not exactly going to matter. You know what I mean? Like, mm. it's not going to matter. Beating UNC and Joe, you know, I had th- I have three I have three um, UNC fans at work, and you've got you live down in UNC country, and there's plenty here. 
And boy, you're just walking to work with your chest puffed out, waiting for them to say something uh, because they know what you're thinking. And I had a buddy of mine who was at the UNC game that you went to in Chapel Hill this year. And he said, he texted me right after the game and said, sorry about that ass whooping. And I left it alone. And you know what? Last night I had my phone in my hand and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to shelf it. I'm not even going to bother because they know. Because they know they just lost to a team that's that's scratching and clawing to make the tournament, and um, good on coach to get this and get it off his get it off his back, and it's good on the players to get this off their back too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I was very uh, sarcastic with some of my friends too. You know, but even yesterday before the game, like when I was at work, you know, I walked by and there was two guys dressing in their their UNC and they were talking back and forth. And I don't know what they were talking about, but. Um, you know, I just kind of walked by. They both know I'm a Syracuse fan. And I just kind of walked by and I said, "Hey, guys, can you take it easy tonight? Let's make it make it like 15 or something." Instead, that 30 that 30 stuff last time was bullshit, right? Like, and they laughed about it. Ha, you know, this, this and that. But yeah, um, it's uh, <laughs> definitely going to be uh, interesting. I didn't actually. I. Uh, had to go to a laydown yard and they didn't actually go to work today um, to the actual site. So I haven't been able to reap the benefits of that uh, game last night yet, but I'm definitely going to make up for it tomorrow. So. It is one of those ones where a win or a loss in that situation that late at night, the game dragged on for almost two and a half hours live time. You know, if you don't get to fast forward through commercials, um, <laughs> I was behind dude. And I thought it was went into overtime. Oh I'm really? Looking at, I'm looking at the score and I'm like, how the hell did they get come? Did they come back and go to over? Like, yeah, yeah. So it just dragged out at the end. But you know, <clears throat> that type of game, that close, just your adrenaline, your adrenaline is going, and I couldn't freaking fall asleep. I had to. <laughs> well, dude, think about it, bro. We've basically been. I mean, I'm used to losing to North Carolina since we joined the ACC at this point. Um, you know, let alone having a close game right so on top of that and then you throw the fact that we've already you know we've already lost to them by 36 this year and our track record this year so far against a team that's better than us like that it just doesn't look good so um so yeah i mean i was pumped up too my adrenaline was going it was hard for me to go to go to sleep um because that was just it came out of left field yeah it came out of left field like i just did not see it they, they surprised the hell out of me last night. I surprised the hell out of me, too. And the whole time, like, four minutes left, and we're up by seven. And I'm thinking to myself, at what point do we blow this? That's what you're thinking the whole time, <laughs> yeah, right? And yeah. now, after the game, you're like, that's, that's the team I want to see every game. And you know yeah. what? You're not going to see that team probably against Georgia Tech. Probably and not. So this is going to raise the expectations and... How do you go from beating well, see, North Carolina by seven to only beating Georgia Tech by one? Blah, 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 well, blah, when blah. You, when you decide your own fate, though, there's a little bit of something to that where you get, like I said, you get this monkey off your back and you can do, you can do the best you can at least to, to, to determine your own fate. I think that, added, that alone, between this win and the possibility of that, down the road in front of the team like this is, you know, I mean, the, the ceiling's the limit or the sky's the limit. Rather the ceiling, that wouldn't be very much. Yeah. I mean, the this, sky and, would be. and that was a lot of the, the comments, right? Like but Brian, Brian Graham, Facebook, good win. It's amazing. Things happen when back is against the wall. 
She's top fan, by the way. Oh, top fan. That's right. There you go. You know, and just, you know, John, wow, completely awesome. So glad they proved me wrong and came out with crazy determination. Top fan, Chuck. Amazing 40 minutes of 100% effort on both ends. Like a lot of those type of comments on Facebook, like, and you're right, like, you know, the determination, their back was against the wall the first time. It seemed to me like they actually put in, at least on the defensive end, uh, you know, a full 40 minutes of of effort. The defense Um, was in front. They weren't chasing guys down from the side. They weren't, you know what I mean, sprinting from the side of guys and having a foul. They 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 did a tremendous job of staying in front of everybody. And with the exception of a few R.J. Davis like mic drop threes, um, they did an excellent job on that too. I mean, as good as you can do it. It didn't seem like at one point that UNC could miss from three. So. Um, uh, our buddy Nadal, it's a blur, and I just know I'm happy for us all. So, yeah, I mean, I woke up this morning. You know when you wake up in the morning after something like that, you're like, man, it still feels good. It's so much better than waking up after a loss. At Drew Cuse, build off of this. Don't let it Don't let it be for nothing. The next game is all that matters now. Exactly. You know, like Coach said, enjoy it tonight, and um, we're going to go ahead and get ready for Georgia Tech. And... You got to have that one. You got to have Georgia Tech after that. And with basically a six-man rotation, uh, it's going to get tiring down the stretch, especially when you get to ACC tournament time. And if you've got to make some kind of noise there, that could be extremely difficult for six guys. And, you know, um, carry out with a concussion protocol. You know, expect him back somewhat soon, I guess, from, from that. I mean, possibly yeah. Saturday. We'll see. Yeah, but. Chance Westry had a tweet. I oh, did he? Wasn't. What, did, what did he say? I mean, it was kind of – I mean, it was just him working, you know, but I don't know if he's talking about working to get back this year or working to get back I, next year. I don't know if he – I mean, so what's the number? I need to know the number because I thought it was six. I will I'll, – I'll find out. Find out. I thought but I'm it, pretty sure that if he gets to the point where he can play when the ACC tournament starts, if he starts at the ACC tournament – He'll just deal with then, it? Then uh, – no, I think that it doesn't matter. I think – Oh, oh those, you're saying once – I don't know if those count, so – Gotcha. Once we're, getting, we're getting close, yeah. Once so. the regular season's over, you're saying. Speaking of that, did you see the part of the – I'm surprised you didn't have it in the, the montage, the part where Quadier Copeland came in? Yeah. Well, I – That was hilarious. I – yeah, I didn't. I couldn't hear what he said though. Oh yeah, he was. He basically he was asking. Um, I rewound it and listened, and I, did, I still couldn't hear what he said. Well, if you go, if he uh, was, our, boy, he was some... our boy Zuba, our boy oh, Zuba okay. on Twitter, he's got a. He has the actual like because he has his phone and he tapes oh, it, audio. and he turned it to quite ear. Yeah, and oh, he was no essentially shit. he basically was asking him when it, when was this going to be over? Talking about the press conference, so they, they could get to... up there and answer questions, something like that, right? It was either that or so that they could get dismissed and they could go enjoy their evening. No, he, he said something. Quadir said something along the lines of, we got we got a lot of questions to answer, too, or something like that. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he asked him when he walked out, he's like, how, how about uh, that Quadir Copeland's defense tonight? And, I'll, and, that's when Autry, and that's when Autry said, oh, yeah, you got lucky. Here it is. Hold on a second. We can listen to it right here. Hold on. Um, hello. What are we doing here? Does this work? Maybe we can't listen to it. Top fan Michael, he yeah. says this is coach's reds. This is coach red standard. Yes, I love that. Um, 
See what Here I'm we doing, right? There we go. We're trying to enjoy our night. Yeah. So he was, he was talking about, he was talking about, um, so they could start their night. You're right. Um, at No Blanchard 44, this was the best game we've played all season. Obviously, I think that goes without saying. I think Coach said as much. Uh, took mostly good shots, played great defense, made our free throws. Like I could have been, I could have been more happy with the free throws. To be honest with you, um, it was enough, and um, they had enough to um, make up some of the difference there on on the discrepancy with UNC. But seventy two percent, I I want better than that. Um, and got a lucky breaks when we needed them. Uh, we, uh, when we move around an offense and attack the basket, we're a different team. Let's win out and make the damn tournament. And then I got one here. I got, of course, my boy, Captain Pat. He's got to get on this. Great win. Those refs really did everything they, they could to help UNC out. All those replays that overturned bad calls helped at the end of the game. F the ACC refs. Thank you, Cap. That's my sentiments exactly. Uh, they were infuriating at one point, but the tape don't lie. And I'm glad they went to it within two minutes. I guess they probably have to, right? It's only, yeah. it only makes sense for them to, and I think it might even be a damn rule. So, um, yeah, so they had no choice and the, in the, in the tape was clear, but, um, yeah, a team like UNC shouldn't need need that stuff, but it it felt a little lopsided at one point. I know the crowd was upset at one point too, so there was some moaning and groaning in the crowd action. But uh, what else you got on Facebook? Uh, I see Top Fan Dom. Oh, uh, Facebook sucks. Is that what we got? Uh, fun game, well coached. Facebook sucks. There we go. Um, Brian, we did exactly what we needed to. I knew we would have to shoot something like 60-plus percent, therefore minimizing the rebound disadvantage and and protect the ball and get more steals than them. I don't think in the first half that there were any points off turnovers for either team, which was pretty amazing. Um, what, was that last, what was that last one? You said I, he didn't think that there was any points off of turnovers for either team, which was pretty amazing. Yeah, there were. Uh, there were 15-15. Well, he said for the first half. Oh, the first half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and um, Zach, our boy Zach. Oh, they, uh, our boy Zach. So, they must have listened to last week's podcast, cleaned up the selfish play tonight. Clearly, this means Joe has to start that soccer podcast now. Yes, Joe's Skews Soccer Pod. Coming your way. It's not. Gosh, no. I can't wait for that. Once basketball season ends and Joe starts his soccer pod with Level Up Luke, and don't man, hold, don't hold your breath. Oh man, it's gonna be so good. I can't wait. Can't wait to download it. Um, all right, what else do you got? Anything? I'm pretty much wrapped up, honestly. Um, kind of more of the same. Yeah. And it's a lot um, of, yeah. Facebook always I mean, lets f and go. Cuse Waterboy. Tougher team won, not the better team. If they play tough and give effort, they will give themselves a chance to win each time they play. 
I mean, that's, you know, a lot of that stuff. So, oh, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's, I mean, I can appreciate that. Well, again, you have to win with effort when you don't have necessarily the size. Um, they do have the talent, you know. Again, it's just figuring it figuring it out. You know, we, we remembered that for a little spurt there uh, at North Carolina in the second half, they played 2-3 zone, and it seemed to kind of mess them up a little bit. And like last night, you know, they played primarily 2-3 zone, and, and you could tell that they were not letting R.J. Davis and Harrison Ingram get a lot of open shots. Like they had a lot of, you know – a lot of um, contested shots. Um, so. Real quick, last one, because um, this, I believe, was probably the biggest part of the game, I think. Um, you can't point to any one thing but in a game like this because everything there's so much across the board to point to. But Jay Sassalum, uh, Copeland's defense in the last two minutes was huge. That was the longest two minutes of basketball I think I've ever sat through. And he was just a pest. My gosh. Malik-esque pest type. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, yeah. Like, it, like, and, and Malik's a next-level pest. I mean, there's very few. And um, Copeland must have sat down with him and got some training because he was fantastic at the end of the game. Enough can't be said about that. And I think yeah. I already said enough can't be said about that. And then I said more. So I guess I was right. You did. I predicted did. the yeah. future. I mean, I mean, look, it's becoming to the point where, you know, Quadir's just going to have to play a certain amount of minutes. I think, you know, that, you know, with all the injuries and dismissals from the team and everything and the way just people have been playing, I mean, that last unit that we have there with, you know, Malik Brown and – um Malik I'm sorry, Brown, Joe. Which, do you want to share with the class? Are we interrupting you? Sorry, texting no. Someone Malik Brown or Quadir Copeland and Chris Bell and Judah and JJ. I mean, that's obviously our best our best lineup. And um, uh, yes. I mean, that's going to have to be a majority of it. But again, maybe that's the other reason why we played two three zone because we knew that we had to be out there for forty. Um, but either way, I mean, the one thing that's consistent this year, I think, with this team is the fact that we are we are a scrappy. Like we're There's, pests. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we we turn almost every team over. Um, and we got some length with, with Quadir and I mean if you're a big man trying to post up you think you can post up Malik because you got three inches on him, you better hold on to that damn ball and you better not give him an opening because that that crap will get poked out in a second. Yeah, he just ripped I mean, that, one away. Ripped, remember the one he ripped yeah. from Baycott? He got yeah. his hand in there before Baycott even caught it. Like yeah. that's yeah, I mean he's impressive. He he is slowly, and I know Quadir. He's the flashy guy and everything. But honestly, Malik to me, um, it's it's more like Quadir's fun, right? But Malik reminds me more of like how I used to handle and just how humble he is. Yeah, he's not he's not too high. He's not too low. I mean, you can go back and you can watch this. And I went back and I rewound it probably three times. And this is why this is the reason why you know Malik Brown's the, the favorite player on the team for me is. The way that he just he does things and there's just no reaction, like no big deal. He's not bringing attention to himself, right? And you go back and you watch the end of la- of last night's game, right near the end when the students and the fan and, the, and then when they rushed the court. Mm-hmm. Watch Malik Brown and what he did. What did he do? Why don't you just tell us? You're gonna make us all oh. watch it. I mean, I will, but. No, it's essentially everyone, you know, all the other players on the court, they were like celebrating. They were going midcourt. The fans were running. 
And from the beginning, as soon as he knew that he won, he walked off slowly past everybody and got into the, into the handshake line. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, I mean, just it's like nothing phases this guy. <laughs> and it's just like things like that. You know what I mean? Like to the point where he was like still all business. Like I'm going to go there as a professional. I'm going to get in line. And I'm going to shake these coaches' hands. I'm going to shake these players' hands. Go through that like that. You know, I think he was the only player that did that. That's the one thing about the – it's the one thing about the storm in the court thing, which I could take it or leave it, to be honest with you. I, I don't know why it's controversial, but I could take it or leave it. I don't really have a strong opinion either way. But that's the one thing I feel like players should do every time is get at least get in the handshake line. Let the, yeah. let the kids on the court or whoever's on the court do their thing. But, you know, get in the handshake line. And um, anyways... Okay, look, move on to Georgia Tech. Unfortunately, there will be not be a Georgia Tech preview. I don't have time. It's Valentine's <laughs> Day, and I'm supposed to bring my wife to get fish and chips. That's what I got to do. And I guess nice. I'll get a salad or a burger because I don't eat fish. Um, but before we leave, just real quick, mention the fact that Damian Alford um, has, has – I guess he's entered in the transfer portal after his – after um, graduation – and, you know, he's going to use that year of eligibility somewhere. And there was a weird way this went down. And I don't know the answer or what's right or wrong. Or I can sit here and speculate, but I'm not going to. Um, but either way, it was um, it, it was a little ugly and confusing. So uh, he's no longer with the team. Wish him the best. And um, also. Yeah. But we spoke about it right off off the camera. Like we did. it's nothing against Alfred, and honestly, you know he's 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 graduating, and he, you know, I mean, there was a tweet out there that made it seem like you know he was, you know, one way or another, he didn't say that he was going to transfer. But I think right now, the way that Fran Brown rolls, and from what I've seen with him and us, especially, you know, when we're over scholarships and we need to make some room, I mean, he wants people that are all in. You know, so it's nothing I don't think against his personal character or anything, but I just think personally, Fran Brown's like, look, you know what the deal is. You see what's up. I'm not going to hold a scholarship for you for somebody who might just not want to be here. Right. Um, So I think, honestly, there's a little bit of probably miscommunication. But at the end of the day, um, we know that Fran, Fran and company, they don't they don't play games anymore. You don't got time for maybes. It, It maybe sounded like something was leaked before there could be a real conversation had and that's too bad yeah. that's too bad that that's just how yeah. i see it that's just how i see it because i don't think that's fran brown's character um no and you know um i just don't i think that people are really greedy on trying to be the first to report stuff and something gotten the wrong person heard something basically and and i think that's how that happened i don't know but anyways um, wish him the best. Um, I believe at one point we were two over on the scholarships, and I don't know exactly where we stand now. But uh, uh, that be signed another one on signing day, right? So, right. I mean, so, well, exactly. That's why I don't know. I can't keep track of it. But uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Johnson, he was invited to the uh, 2024 NFL Draft Combine. So, um, see what he can do out there. Wish him the best with that, and um, you know. It, we we roll on, right? Yep. I mean, yeah. Um, we're gonna see how. I think there was a recruiting. Um, yeah, I don't even know why I brought this up because I can't, I can't remember the guy's name. 
but there was a recruiting staff or a pretty a, a name I remember um, that that's uh, left the program, went back to Penn State too. It was probably a money thing or something. Who the hell knows? No. Yeah, yeah. Well, here, here here's the quick uh, Georgia Tech um, preview. Do, do you, here's the a quick all, one. The all time right? series is nine and eight. Okay, nine and eight. Syracuse okay, they're three that. and ten in the ACC. They're ten and fourteen overall. They're third to last in the ACC. So I know that you're going to sit here and you're going to say, okay, we just did this. We just beat Notre Dame or North Carolina at home. We should be able to go handle business. And yes, our back's against the wall. If we want to make the tournament, we probably need to. But North Carolina lost to Georgia Tech. So, or uh, uh, yeah, North, North Carolina lost to Georgia Tech. So that's one of Georgia Tech's three wins in the ACC. So um, should win, have to win, doesn't mean we're going to. Um, true. And if you want to check out Georgia Tech, you can watch them tonight versus Notre Dame, 7 o'clock. You may hear my voice after that game is played, but um, for all you early birds that download as soon as this thing pops up, which we appreciate you guys, um, you can check that out at 7. Uh, David says, didn't get UNC predictions. How about the Georgia Tech game? Oh, my gosh. You know what else happened with in the UNC game when we totally avoided predictions, David? I hate to say it, man, but... I'm I'm a sports superstitionist, and I wonder if we should forego predictions, Joe. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm down. I know you hate them, though, so we're going to do them anyway. Um, okay, here we go. Joe. <laughs> Fisher hot dog with ketchup. <laughs> Ooh, Fisher hot dog with ketchup, man. Golly. Ah, pff, man. Um. Come on, don't sit here and act like this I, is hard. I got, guys, everyone I, that's listening, this I, is funny I, I, because I, 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 Sean and his family are the one that actually eats ketchup with hot dogs. Whoa, so. whoa, 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 whoa. My son, and I've said how disappointed <laughs> I am in my son on this show. So I mean, who did he learn it from? He didn't learn it from me, bro. He puts <laughs> he puts ketchup on on Gianelli sausage. Okay? Oh, that man. didn't come from me, bro. That didn't come from me. And I've told him, don't do that. You can't do that. And he had he doesn't listen. So yeah, he ketchups his hot dog. I mean, I think ketchup on Gianelli sausage is a different story, but um, definitely hot dog. It is, nah. but he does ketchup and mustard on this on the sausage. He it's probably just does weird. ketchup on fish. He doesn't eat fish. Like, fish he's, like, he's like me. He doesn't eat fish. Not even uh, like salmon. Salmon? No. Come on. Bro. I don't eat any fish. I don't eat nothing that comes out of the out of the water. Um, I, I would obviously have to go with with uh, ketchup. On the hot dog, on that honestly, I would. Really, I don't like fish, bro. I don't like it. I'll catch it, cook it, clean it, or catch it, clean it, cook it in that order, and um, I'll I'll have a smile on my face the entire time I'm doing it. But I, I just can't. I just can't. I've had I've I've caught fresh tuna, tried it, like same day. I don't know, man. Really? Yeah. So you don't flounder. do sushi either. Sushi? No, God, no. Lord, no way! Uh, I'll 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 gag, bro. I'll gag. Like I won't be able to swallow it. I I, I just something about it. But it's not just fish, though, right? It's like shrimp and like it's shrimp. It's crab. I can do crab cakes once in a while if I just drown them in hot sauce. Because you, if you can't ever, even do shrimp. No, but if you've ever picked crabs, like if you pick crabs and you make crab cakes, like if you don't eat some of that, then you just wasted. So much time in in the the you know the sore neck and all of the things that go into picking crabs sucks. <laughs> so I at least have one with hot sauce. Like it's mostly, you know, do you want some 
crab cake with your hot sauce type type deal. So, oh, it's like that, huh? Yeah. Anyway, um, okay. Let's see. What time is this? Five thirty Saturday, Georgia Tech at Georgia Tech. Um, hey, David said two minutes ago, uh, the Orange are two and three. They have a two and three record in games that we don't pick. <laughs> Oh really? Where dude, wait, this dude is—he's on the spectrum, bro. He's like a mathematician. He's like that guy. He's like Rain Man. Um, very good. Because when we need a stat and we're talking, he's in the spaces. That dude just spits it out like point. mind like an elephant, uh, or memory like an elephant, or one or the other, or both. <laughs> I don't know. Um, all right, here we go. On I don't the, remember. On the CW, let's try to even this thing up, okay? Let's try to go three for, three and three. Um, What's our record on the CW, David? <laughs> at 530. <laughs> I, even I know the answer to this one. <laughs> zero and zero? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I don't think we've played it. That's because of the time. We've played on the CW. Yeah, we no, the time. Um, okay, look, let's get serious. So I got to go. Um, okay, I'm going to say, look. Man, it's hard to believe, really, that we scored 86 against UNC, and we've been scoring, and we've been we've been in a mid 70s team to low 70s team for weeks. I feel like, right? Um, on the road, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go, man. Um, I'm gonna go 70. Oh man, 73-69 Syracuse. Damn. 7369. All right. 1 and 0 on the CW. He could be lying to me and it's fine. I'd believe him anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go close closer. I think that we'll end up I think we we go off this momentum. Um and uh I'm going to say that we win it 80 to 70. Okay. 10 points. All right. Fair enough. That's respectable. I just feel like they're going to give us um, near heart attacks again. Thankfully. They probably will. Thankfully, I won't have to work the next day. So, um, but look, really appreciate everybody for tuning in. Hey, if you would, please go to Apple and rate us. And, and say something mean about Joe. And we're looking for five stars. It's either it's either fives or ones, it seems like, what we get there. Um, we're aiming for the fives. And um, if you could go to their Apple iTunes, if you like the show, we don't, we don't want you to lie about anything. But if you can embellish how, uh, how awesome we are, we'd appreciate it. Um, but mostly, take digs at Joe. Because those are the best so- sorts of feedback that I think we all enjoy and even joe and why not hey man this oh, i can take that. it oh. <laughs> i can take one. it you can take it okay yeah all right well good i mean you can take digs at me too that's fine i'm fine well you can you guys you can but i take it better just mm. Mm. Eh. Eh. man i'm too fine with it Alright, there it is. That's the one. Appreciate all you guys. Appreciate all of you in the spaces. We should be back here Sunday. 
on on podcast and spaces. Appreciate y'all once again. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home, yes, cool, or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com/internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the US to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.